Welcome to the world's first Straight Talk SolarCast. This is your go-to podcast for answers about solar. Brought to you by Solar Harmonics in Northern California, who invite their customers to own their energy by purchasing a solar panel system for their home, business, or farm. Each episode, we discuss questions facing people making the decision to go solar. The solutions to your questions are given to you straight by one of the leading experts in the solar industry, Jamie Duran, president of Solar Harmonics. Feel free to search our library for answers to questions that you're facing when considering solar. And now, here's Adam Duran, our host with the questions, and Jamie Duran, our solar expert with Straight Talk SolarCast. Hello, Jamie. Hello, Adam. How's everything in the land of solar this week? Well, it's crazy as usual, but uh, it's we're heading to the new year. Yep. And of course, right when we finished recording last time's podcast, that's when yep. the CPUC released their ruling oh. about net energy metering <laughs> in California. Okay. And uh, it was uh, voted uh, against solar uh, that they and for the utility. Oh. Uh, so... Well, it's everyone's reaction. However, you know, when you dig into it, mm -hmm. it's nothing that we didn't expect. Uh, and solar industry definitely had some big wins. Uh, so it wasn't a complete disaster. And like you uh, like to say that in every negotiation, if everyone walks away unhappy, uh, then it was a <laughs> successful negotiation. And so I think the utilities walked away unhappy. And I think uh, the solar industry walked away unhappy. So I'm not sure where that leaves us, but uh, I wanted to discuss that a little bit uh, and get your feedback. Wow. So remind us what happened. So that way, okay. just in case. So there were lots of proposals uh, to uh, kind of make, make it an even playing field, according to the utility company, because right now when someone goes solar uh, and they have excess solar production during the day, then... Uh, it, it's funny. I thought I warned everybody. Anyway, so when we have excess solar production during the day, uh, they get retail credit for uh, the excess solar. And okay. so if, you know, if during the day, if you produce 30 kilowatt hours, but you only use 20, then you get retail credit on that 10 kilowatt hours and you can use it at night. Mm -hmm. And if you don't use it all, then it carries forward to the next day and the next day and the next day. Uh, and so now uh, PG&E uh, or, you know, the utilities uh, have one that instead of the retail rates, that it will be now reduced to eight cents a kilowatt hour. So it's a it's about a 75 percent reduction in the yep. benefit of the excess solar power. Sue, any questions That's so far? You're with you know, me. I got I'm, I'm following. <laughs> I got it. OK. Uh, and so there were a couple other big proposals that were also uh on the table that got that uh, did not get approved, and so the first one, and this is the one I was most worried about, was the access fee. Because right mm -hmm. now, when someone goes solar, uh, they pay about eleven dollars a month to be a PG&E customer, and no matter how much solar they produce or or don't produce, so uh, it's just just for the privilege of yep. <laughs> providing power. Just because we're connected, yeah. Just because we're connected, and PG&E wanted to change that. So it'd be $10 per kilowatt. So most right. people, if they're in the, let's just say an eight kilowatt uh, system, eight times 10 is? 80. Per month that people would be paying. So 
That's that that crazy. would have been very difficult because it would have been a savings, but it certainly would have reduced the amount of savings, and it definitely would have reduced the the uh, you know if somebody put up a two hundred kilowatt a business put up a two hundred kilowatt system, they're going to pay two thousand dollars a month. Uh, that's that seems a little excessive. So, uh, thankfully, that was not approved. And then the other big one that was approved was not approved. Uh, was that PG&E and the utilities wanted to make this retroactive, basically oh. elim- <laughs> eliminate. <laughs> I'd love to have retroactive for me. I, I want to have retroactive. They owe me money. Oh, oh wait. Well, you that know, was their PG&E being a, a monopoly, essentially, <laughs> uh, pretty much, you know, that's what they wanted. And, uh, you know, if it wasn't for the resistance of the solar industry and solar customers, uh, they probably would have gotten that one approved. And what? Uh, yeah, it's true. And so they were, they wanted to uh, make the, and basically eliminate everything and just have everyone be on the NEM 3.0. And mm. so um, thankfully uh, that did not get approved. Uh, but what did get approved is like I mentioned, is that 75 redu- 75% reduction in the uh, benefit of excess solar power. Uh, but, you know, kind of when you really dig into it, it, I don't think it's that big of a problem because if somebody is using, say, 10,000 kilowatt hours today, we size it, size their system to produce about 10,500 kilowatt hours of solar okay. production. So right. we build in a little uh, a little bit of buffer. But what is happening is, you know, in in California in September, we had a brutal heat wave where it was over 100 degrees for about two weeks straight. Right. And that meant people were using record amount of electricity. And so even it, most people, that buffer that we had, it used up that amount and a lot more. So people were not pleased about that and are wanting. To, and so and, you know, with electric cars and electric heat pumps and swimming pools, hot tubs, all these electric appliances that we're using more and more every year, I do think we're going to be really maxing out people, their roof space uh, on future systems. Uh, So that was one big one. And then the other thing is uh, really a lot of utilities around the country uh, were looking at (laughs) what is what is uh, happening in California? And they all 100% of the utilities want to get rid of net energy metering. So they hate it, and uh, they they really feel solar is a big competitor to them, because unlike PG&E, they make money off of the generation of the electricity. According to PG&E, mm. they do not, and so uh, they're already lots and lots of utilities uh, are already looking at uh, reducing their net energy metering benefit. Uh, so that's that's not great for the rest of the country, and the other thing that is happening is. Because uh, this does not go into effect right away, which I kind of almost wish it did, <laughs> because people just, you know, your initial reaction uh, that you had was, oh, my God, solar, the benefits of going solar are going away. I need to get solar immediately, right mm-hmm. now, right now. And that's not quite the case. So uh, we can sign someone up now uh, from now until April with uh, pg e uh, to just basically get their agreement on file that they're in the NEM 2.0. And then we have up to three years to install their system. So basically, we're, we're going to be locked solid for the next three years, uh, which is great. Uh-huh. Great for solar. Uh, and then we'll see what happens. But uh, at the ex- almost, 
I'd say a week after the, the net energy metering was announced, uh, I, I saw another article uh, in the news about how PG&E has already announced their increases uh, for, <laughs> for electricity and natural gas. They're saying natural gas is, is going to be hitting record pricing uh, <laughs> starting in January. And so basically, uh, as expected, uh, PG&E has uh, reduced the carrot to go solar, but they have big plans to increase the stick and the stick is higher electricity rates. So uh, it will work out right now uh, using the current rates. They're saying the, the break-even time is about nine years. Mm -hmm. If somebody were to go solar uh, after the NEM 3.0, I don't, I don't believe that uh, according to my information uh, with the new tax credit, the 30% tax credit, it's still about five years. And so I, I'm not seeing that uh, amount, but if, as PG&E increases prices, and we saw huge price increases last year already. Uh, the average price per kilowatt hour that we're seeing is about 37 cents per kilowatt hour. And in previous okay. years, it was 29 cents. So that's, that's, and that's on residential, not on commercial. And in other parts of the country, they're still wow. at, you know, 10 cents, 11 cents, you know, it hasn't so changed in 10 years. <laughs> you said they announced they're going to increase. Did they say how much? Well, it depends on the type of customer because PG&E really wants to move everyone to time of use. Uh, so they're really phasing out the uh, the tiered level. So the, it's it's really complicated, but basically, no, they did not uh, announce <laughs> <laughs> how much, but they did say, uh, you know, get ready, everybody, because it's uh, it's coming. And my next thing, I my next prediction for 2023 is that the prices for overnight, the electric vehicle uh, rate prices will probably at some point start to approach the daytime prices for power. And that's uh, that'll be staggering because one of the big benefits of getting an electric yes. car is that you can charge during the night when rates are the lowest, even when you have solar, right? because solar doesn't uh, do anything at night. Uh, and so, you know, the rates really drop after 9 p.m. And I expect PG&E to start squeezing that time. So it probably starts at midnight and not at 9 p.m. Those kind of things. I think it's, I know it's already happened to my house anyway. My, my time of use went on from 9 o'clock to 11 o'clock, something like that. Um, well, the, well, within the last so the, six months. Yeah. Uh, the, well, I'm not a, a PG&E rate expert, but I do see a lot of PG&E bills. And I am seeing that uh, 9 o'clock is when the rates start to go down. And so they may go f down further at 11 o'clock. But right. uh, then, or, uh, you know, my prediction's already true. <laughs> Either way, I, mean, it, it, I think it's, I, it is. We'll see a lot I, of fallout of what's going to happen. One second of what's going to happen with right. this NEM 3.0. But it is—it's uh, just getting started. Uh, there's no bad time to go solar. Every you know, every day, uh, solar makes more and more sense. And uh, you know, anyone who's thinking—and we're getting tons of people now who were—you know—we talked to three years ago and five years ago are just saying, "I, I can't take it anymore," and uh, I hate PG. <laughs> Not me saying that, but I love PG. But uh, they—they <laughs> are uh, uh, very uh, upset and uh, really want to go solar quickly. Go ahead. No, yeah, I'm. I'm I, I'm surprised they still have the the, the evening rates. I'm, my prediction is that'll go away by the end of the year. I mean, well, when does evening because, start? Though, so well, mm -hmm. I mean that that uh, that lower rate at night. Uh, yep. I, 
I, and Sundays, uh, I'd imagine that rate just goes away. I mean, that's sure. isn't that the ultimate goal? Well, no. I mean, the ultimate goal is, uh, well, according to California, uh, that it's everyone, we are generating all of our electricity from renewable energy by 2045. And that's 100%. And that's a lot of power to produce. So, yeah, we will see what happens. There's a lot of things that have to happen in the meantime. But uh, if PG&E is charging for electricity, get ready to pay a lot more. And solar will make, you know, always has and will make a lot more sense to own the electricity that you're producing rather than renting it or buying it from somebody else. So, yeah, uh, that's, so. wow. Happy New Year, everybody. No. <laughs> we appreciate everybody and we appreciate all our listeners and we appreciate all our clients, of course. And I appreciate you, Adam, for uh, listening to me complain about solar. But not really, hopefully, <laughs> for all of these years. Come look forward to 2023. Yes. All right. We're going to wrap it up there. Thank you for taking another uh, 12, 15 minutes out of your week and listening to the number one solar podcast in the universe that's us straight talk Solarcast. if you have a question for jamie for an upcoming episode you know what to do you can go to our facebook page straight talk Solarcast. send us a message through there if you'd like to to listen to a past episode you can go to our website solarharmonics.com click on the link at the top to for podcasts and you'll be taken to a library of our past episodes and as always if you have a friend considering going solar Introduce this podcast to them. They will love you. Uh, They will save thousands upon thousands of dollars over the life of their system, all from learning from Jamie, all of the ins and outs uh, of going solar. So until next time, see everybody. That's all for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Straight Talk SolarCast with solar expert Jamie Duran. Join us each week for more answers to your solar questions. Speaking of questions, got some? Email us at solarcast at solarharmonics.com and we'll be sure to give you an answer in an upcoming episode. This episode of Straight Talk SolarCast is brought to you by Solar Harmonics, the leading solar energy developer in Northern California, who invite you to own your energy. Visit them on the web at www.solarharmonics.com.